podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Kules. Welcome to the Barca Talk Cafe. I'm Gabriel Quiroga here in Madrid, Spain. And every Friday, Mariana Guzman of Conexión Deportiva and the ADN Barca podcast joins me from Barcelona as we talk the latest about FC Barcelona. Mariana, ¿qué tal? Feliz Navidad. ¿Cómo estás? Hello, hello. Merry Christmas. Or should I say, Bon Nadal. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> I'm starting, starting Catalan next year in January. So. Oh, and English, <laughs> and yeah, English yeah. of course, English and Catalan. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! All right, well, we are we are recording this episode. Uh, it is going to come out for Christmas Eve, but this is basically our last episode of the year. As we were just talking before, unless there's some uh, huge news or signing, then we will probably come on to record. But do you have any Christmas plans? I know it's complicated right now with COVID. I'm yeah. staying here in Madrid. Are you staying in Barcelona? Well, for Christmas Eve, yes, but for for New Year's Eve, I'm going to Italy. So, mm. well, we'll see now. I mean, it's complicated here in Barcelona with COVID. I have a yeah. lot of friends, co-workers, they are with COVID right now. So, I don't know, it's really hard to predict what is going yeah, to yeah. happen for a week. But the plans are Italy. Yeah, it's crazy because... Uh, most people don't know, maybe in Spain, you know, especially in December, we have these huge get togethers from, uh, you know, comida de empresa, which is like a meal with your company. But it's it's stronger than that. It's not just like the company party. Right. It's like yeah. you have these lunches with your friends and so forth. And like you said, I have some friends that have tested uh, positive as well because of these uh, functions that people are getting together. So, you know, I hope everyone's staying safe and yeah, hopefully everyone can see their family during Christmas. Yeah. Well, Mariana, we have uh, some things to go over today. You know, originally I thought it was going to be a very easy, short episode. But again, as Barcelona always comes up with new news, we, we have something, some things to talk about. So today we're going to talk about some of our thoughts about the Sevilla match. We're going to talk about the Ferran Torres signing. We have some Barca resolutions that we want to see Barca uh, continue to do this year. And then we just have yeah. to talk about Femini as they continue to dominate. So let's talk quickly about the Sevilla match that was Tuesday night at the Ramon Sanchez Pijuan. Again, always a tough place to play. It yeah. was raining a little bit, question mark, in the a game. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, we've had a couple days now to kind of breathe and kind of see what everyone's talking about the, about the match. What is maybe the first impression from that match? You know, obviously Barcelona come away with a 1-1 tie, getting only one point. Uh, what was kind of your first impression watching that match? I mean, I have to be honest. I I knew that it was going to be complicated. And for me, things were actually better than mm. what I was expecting. So my overall, overall feeling about this match is that Barcelona is, is getting better every match mm -hmm. i mean there are little things you know there are little things that a lot to correct still but uh I, I feel like more positive about fc barcelona right now um in sevilla in sanchez Pijuan, i mean it's complicated as hell and they were like we are fc barcelona and we're here and of course we have to talk about the goal. <laughs> someone yeah. needs to someone needs to score and we're gonna talk about designing and everything. But besides that and those common mistakes that will that were seen, um I feel Barcelona is getting better 
I understand what Xavi is trying to do and what what he's hoping to become. So, so he's definitely bringing ADN Barça back, you know. And it's a long way. It's a long way. I mean, it's not like yes, Barça is winning. I'm not saying about winning. I'm not saying. I'm not talking about titles. I'm not talking about all those things that fans want, you know, because fans want to win and want to win titles and everything. I'm just talking about the game. I I think right now Barcelona is going to play the way Barcelona should play. Yeah, I think that's that's the best point. I mean, we're definitely trending if you were looking in the right direction, right? Obviously, uh, I think there was an opportunity lost in this match, especially uh, you know, playing with an advantage with Kunde getting the, the red card there. I think, you know, again, we're still lacking that killer instinct for goal. I think we had enough shots. And, you know, in this type of climate, you know, as we were talking in our WhatsApp group, you know, you just sometimes need to throw the ball there and just to see what happens. And I think Barcelona were trying to do that. Again, we still have the issues uh, with corner kicks and dead balls, you know, especially on that goal to let uh, Gomez free like that. And also I watched the the replay yesterday and in the sports show yesterday where, you know, before the corner kick PK was making sure that everyone was marked. And he told Abde, they had the audio where he's like pointing to the guy and Abde would just was slow to react. And they had a nice set play. And of course, you know, first shot, first goal against, against Ter Stegen. And again, you know, one of the things I'm not, I'm concerned, I would say is probably with Ter Stegen's performance. I know that's a hard shot to, to defend, but again, it's another game without a shutout. What do you think about Ter Stegen? I mean, what 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 do you think is going on? There was some news this week that was saying that he has a knee injury. Is this just something that's just everything is related with the defense and we're just seeing Ter Stegen be more vulnerable because of that? Well, of course, he's more vulnerable, <laughs> like you said, because of the defense uh, that we know is a problem. Yes, people were talking this week, not not that he has like an injury in his knee, but he, but this is a consequence of the surgery. No, like after the surgery, he's not the same. That's what people are saying. I think. It's all together. <laughs> yeah. It's the surgery. It's the defense. I think um, when people are starting to talk about that much about a player, that affects the player emotionally. So I think he's not confident. And and that Stegen was always so, so confident because he did this wonderful, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he stopped that wall. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. But it, it, I don't know if you see that um, the last two matches, was trending to was trending to uh, trending topic on Twitter. Uh, Ter Stegen, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like I mean, that's kind of hard. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's painful for uh, for for uh, for anybody, you know. But people people sometimes feel like oh, they're athletes. They don't they don't pay attention to social media. Yeah, of they course do. they do. Of course yeah, they do. Yeah. And it's like it's more complicated, but. Yes, he's not in his best. We all know that. I mean, and fans are starting to getting a little bit tired. But to me, he's still one of the best goalkeepers in the world. I think he he should gain the confidence again because he is he's excellent. He's excellent. And actually, uh, against Sevilla, he was playing his match. Was he was like celebrating 
300 match with Barcelona. So he is good. So I'm really hoping that he can get back to the level that we know he has. Yeah, that's a good point with the 300 matches. Now, we I ran a poll up for our Patreon community about the most exciting youth player that our community is excited to watch besides Ansu Fati okay. and Gavi Gavi won that poll hands down by tw- you know by landslide essentially and again yeah. I think Gavi had another great game he's getting better and more confident and the thing for me Mariana is I still can't get over how young he is and doing the things that he's, he's a doing kid. I know he's he's, he's he's I was just thinking about this before we were coming out I was like what was I doing when I was 17 years old not playing for FC Barcelona, that's for sure. And having all this pressure, I was, right? I was watching Britney Spears' video. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> and was we my have, thing at 17. Yeah, and we we have Gavi here performing at this level. And, you know, it's one of those things, yes, uh, we shouldn't put all this pressure on these youngsters. But at the same time, maybe it's a good thing. Because if they want to be superstars and elite players, then they will take this challenge. And I think our youth is really doing that, especially Gabi in the last two matches with the way he's turning. And, you know, obviously he scored his first goal recently. And then obviously on top of just the way he's playing, uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do uh, in the upcoming season. Let me ask you this. I listened to your podcast with Alejandro uh, and I wanted you to kind of reiterate, what do you think of Abde's performance against Sevilla? I mean, he is... Encarador. I don't know how can say encarador in English. Like he's really face to the arc. I don't know how do you you say encarador. Like I would just say like he he faces the goal. And I I, yeah, I even talked about this on, on Twitter is that when he's facing the goal, he should take a little bit more shots because he always wants to go to the end line. And that to me bugs me sometimes as a former forward. Because when you have that angle, you should be able to score. But yes, continue. Sorry to take. That. Yes, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, to me, he he got the attitude, no, and he yeah, tries. Yeah. And we need that. We need players that try to score. Because, for example, Dembele is <laughs> oh like, gosh. come on, you can, you can try a little bit harder. So yeah, yeah. So yes. Um, Overall, I, I like Abde. Uh, I like him. Of course, he has a lot to learn. He had a lot yeah. of minutes ahead, but but I'm happy and I'm really happy and surprised with Ferran Yutula. I mean, yeah. he was from Espanol. In Espanol, they was like, you don't have the level to be here. And now oh, yeah. he's scoring with <laughs> FC Barcelona at the Camp Nou. I mean, yeah. and this kid, Yutla, he's also encarador. He's like, yeah. okay, I, I'm here. What what should I do? Should I score? Okay, here I go. Boom. And yeah, you, you just need that. And in this moment, you, you just need that a lot. So, so yes, I mean, like, Yudla and Abde, they are, they are wonderful. They are good, good players. And when we watch the midfield, we got Nico, we got Gavi, and you see, oh, I, I'm feeling optimistic. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm feeling optimistic with the future. I know that with this signing that we're we're about to talk about Ferra, um, Ferran, yeah. um, and maybe Cavani. These kids are not gonna have like those minutes that that much now because these um, these players they're more important and got a lot of trajectoria. Yeah. But um, it's such a good news knowing that if they're in the bank that on, on the bench that they can 
they can get into the field and change the game. So it's good news to me, all this young talent that Barcelona right now has. And, you know, like I always told you, <laughs> like I'm a huge fan of Lopetegui. <laughs> I don't know I don't if know you why. remember that. I don't know why. Why not? I, why not? Oh, he drives me crazy. He's such a uh, nightmare. Oh, no. my gosh. But he... he, ha- he you know why? You know why? It's because why? of the whole thing with the Spain national team. He has... And, I, and, I, and I'm not a proponent of violence or anything, but he just has a face that sometimes what I just want to punch. What are you going to say? <laughs> no, just sometimes that I want to punch. Just like when I look why? at him on TV, the press conferences he does... Like, for example, this past week, I don't know if you heard the questions that the uh, that the newspaper guy asked him. He said, you know, what do you think about this? And then he goes, you could ask positive questions. <laughs> <laughs> really, Lopetegui? Like, seriously? Like, what? I mean, I... I mean, actually, one of the reasons why I like him is how he handled all the situation with the national team. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, oh, no, I'm sorry. The way he handled the how he was invitado salir of Real Madrid, you know, because yeah, well. if that happened to me, I was like crying on the on my bathroom floor and not like not watching football in my whole life. Yeah. But but the thing is that he talked about so positive about the play the young players. And I like that. It's like the guy is respecting the team. Because right now I don't think players or coaches respecting Barcelona you know well so, of course I mean I wouldn't me, either was like, right well now. well no it, no they they should get respect of course they do I mean but I was like oh well uh I like that 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 he he had like those words with the with the youngsters uh-huh. players um <laughs> You and just you, you wanna... just you, you just love him too much, you know. I see that. <laughs> not that much, not that much, not that much. But um, if you wanna if you wanna talk about someone he's completely nasty at um, press conference, um, uh, Robert Moreno. Yeah, yeah, but then I he mean, apologized today. He apologized. I today. man, that's yeah, but that's like the least he can do. If you really? want to say that uh, someone is getting nasty at Brazil, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what's your problem? And it's yeah, not yeah. you. This is not you. But uh, anyway, but this this is this is one of the things that always drives me crazy about coaching. Now it's not about like I don't understand why coaches stress out and yell so much because. It's about calmness under pressure, right? And Lopetegui, when I see him coach, I'm just like, I would not like playing for that type of coach because he's just constantly yelling and yelling and yelling like he's always right, you know? And so that's, I, there's a lot of things I don't like about Lopetegui, <laughs> but we'll talk about that another day. Really quick, just to Maybe finish the- Maybe we can do Sevilla podcast, not- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. Well just, to finish, just to finish off this match, we got a question yeah. from Tom, one of our patrons, and he just basically asked, he's like, is Jordi Alba's terrible play against Sevilla a sign of things to come under Xavi? Now, mm. I, let me ask you this. I think one of the issues right now is that there's nobody- that's pressuring Jordi Alba for his spot, right? So he can mm-hmm. have off and on. I think in this match, he was average at best, you know? Uh, what do you think? What do you think of Jordi Alba's performances lately? Do you think it's because of Xavi, maybe their amistad? No, 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 not at no? all. I mean, no. I mean, um, Jordi Alba sometimes is okay. I mean, mm-hmm. like, regular, regular okay. And sometimes he can do a good good match but it's not like we're used to wonderful and incredible things with him all the time all the suddenly with Xavi that has changed you know what mm-hmm. I mean so uh, I think it's definitely 
important what you just said about that he like no one is i mean he's not threatened by anyone i mean yeah. it's like i am here and and that's it so yes um it's important that they can feel that pressure and that they need to like i really need to work harder so yeah so of course i think that's a, an important part of the theme but i don't think he did a bad or terrible match against sevilla i mean to me it was it was regular like yeah normal normal i like normal that. just like just like in english fine it was fine exactly right? was i mean <laughs> fine everything was fine well let's just close the book on that because uh you know I really was hoping for the three points. The good thing, though, is Arahu scored the header to get the equalizer. And they played better in the second half. I mean, it's one of those matches where I feel Barca had uh, better play, better opportunities, and they just couldn't uh, convert. But again, that's going to happen in football. Again, I think, especially if we look at the last matches, I think we're definitely trending up. Our fitness is getting better. And I think ultimately with the new signing, who we're going to talk about in a second, I think that's definitely going to help. And so let's let's get into that. Uh it was announced today, like officially, that Ferran Torres is coming from Manchester City. Your immediate thoughts about this signing? Well, we talk about a lot that Barcelona needs someone who scores. So they're yeah. like, like they're doing the homework. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're yeah. doing the homework. I mean, um, with Manchester, he has sixteen goals mm -hmm. in, on forty-three matches. So. Okay. And with the national team, the statistic is better because yeah. he has 12 goals in 22 matches. So uh, I think that's that's good news, and yeah, that yeah. he can he can attack in any of the position as an attacking attacker. You know, yeah, yeah. like he can play as a as a nine, he can play uh, right right side with Dembélé or or left side with Ansu Fati that he's polyvalent no so he can really he can you can change him so that to me that's good news because the team needs someone who can i don't know like uh experimentar yeah, yeah. a little bit like okay maybe we can try here uh or there and that that he can still score yeah yeah for sure i think you know when he comes in now, he immediately upgrades the attack, right? Because he can actually score goals, right? That's the, that's the main thing. His primary position is going to be on right wing, right? But right now, I think with Memphis out, I think he's going to be playing up the middle to see how he handles that with Memphis uh, with uh, Dembele playing on the right. But hit like on the scouting report that I have in front of my face right now, uh, it's saying you know his preferred position is on the right. So I think you know when we are healthy, you know in a you know hopefully in February. With Ansu on the left, Memphis up the middle, and Ferran Torres on the right, that automatically gives us some teeth in the attack. And like you said, yeah. he has a good, uh, you know, ability to score, especially with the limited time he's playing. I think that's really important. Uh, and I think you know he's coming at a time too where he can definitely be more free. And you know he wasn't happy in Man City, and I thought that was a really interesting quote that Pep said today. I don't know if you heard his uh, press conference today about players being unhappy and being letting them let them go, right? To let yeah, them go yeah. to other teams and do that. And also we got a good price out of them. You know, it was, you know, originally it was going to be around 45. We got them for 55. Again, I don't know where they're getting this money. Uh, as we were talking in our Patreon community, we were saying, did they find this 55 million under the sofa or what What, what happened here? But I'm sure that's going to come to light. Uh, any other things about Fran that excites you, uh, him coming to, 
to the team now, like you said, him playing for the Spanish national team has been really uh, revealing. But now, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of our players now are on the Spanish national team, which is definitely elevating the play of Barcelona. And hopefully we can mm-hmm. carry that through, uh, you know, the beginning of January and February. Yes, I think it's uh it's a good news that signing. I think he's going to he's happy to be back in Barcelona. He's from Valencia and I think he's going to feel happy to be back on his homeland. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So so yes, I mean and that of course he has to learn a lot with Guardiola. So I mean it's like to me that's uh that's good news with, with for Barcelona. Yeah. And for our Patreon community, I'm going to upload the Ferran Torres Y Scout uh, scouting report so everyone can take a look and just kind of take a look at his data and his analytics. I think that's really cool because Y Scout does a really good job of that where they break it down by year and also like his runs and his targeting and stuff. It's really cool. So uh, I'll definitely upload that for our community. All right. Let's get into some fun talk. Uh, Mariana. Let's talk about some of our Barca Talk Cafe New Year's resolutions for Barcelona, okay? So you have something you want to talk about. I have something I want to talk about. Just something we hope that Barcelona will do uh, in a positive way, right? And you have a great one. So I'll let you start off with your first, uh, with the first annual Barca Talk New Year's resolution. So what's your, well, what's your my, resolution for FC my Barcelona? My New Year resolution <laughs> for FC Barcelona is that they keep evolving. Um, I'm always talking about this is a process that Xavi is starting a new thing so um, I, I just want them to keep evolving to keep getting better results and and something that is in, as important as the result is that they can they can be again Barca playing like yeah. Barca and that they don't lose that you know so to me that's like my resolution that they that the team keep evolving kept getting better and the all the players who were injured please they are <laughs> they are now like in 2022 like safe and sound <laughs> I think I think it's a good one. Keep evolving. I think not only and I would not only say about on the field and I would say off the field too. Mm-hmm. I really hope that you know we talked about Laporta's faults this past season uh you know taking over in the second tenure obviously with the Messi issue with the money issue. I just really hope that they keep evolving. Uh maybe use a little bit better planning, you know, maybe use Microsoft Excel, you know, things like this, you know. <laughs> 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 for for all their things but i think overall i think it's a really good resolution uh like i said not only the the actual team to keep evolving but also off the field for me mariana my new year's resolution that i hope fc barcelona is is just uh focus on defense uh i think it's one of the yeah. things that drives me uh crazy watching these matches is the lack of detail on defense uh everything there's nothing good we do on defense. There's nothing we do. Dead ball, fatal. Uh, counterattack, fatal. Uh, marking up man-to-man, fatal. Offside yeah. lineup, maybe that's maybe our best thing. But even that is still, there's a couple of times you're like, oh my God, uh, barely by an inch or a centimeter. And they were offsides, you know? So I think for me, my Barca New Year's resolution is that they focus on the defense because that to me is where you're going to be able to win a couple more matches if you tighten up the defense, especially against teams like Sevilla and Real Madrid, especially this race is still kind of open, you know, especially with Madrid not, I mean, they are winning, but I, I feel, I still feel that it's attainable to get close to them. 
we will see in the new year. But that's my New Year's resolution. What do you think about uh, Barcelona's defense? No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I mean, the defense <laughs> is like I was, and and I never talking like this is like the big tragedy <laughs> of Barca. <laughs> I mean, it's like the big drama. So, yes, the defense, 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 of course. I mean, I you know we have um, a Dom who does a. Uh, Barcelona newsletter and he does mm-hmm. like data and, and analytics and stuff. And it's really cool. And I tweeted at him and I said, can you please do one of your topics coming up about Barcelona's defending on corner kicks and also on corner kicks, because I think they're the worst at both, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tell me like, for example, who's better at defending corner kicks, Barcelona or Elche? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I'm being serious. It's like, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like Barcelona always gives up, corner kicks all the time and it just drives me crazy ever since like liverpool i'm hyper focused on corner kicks and it just and seems actually that now that you mentioned elche that was the last match here in in the camp now yeah i mean you when you watch the game you didn't you didn't i didn't feel like oh what a difference of level it's yeah. like no i mean and i don't want to be disrespectful but it's elche i mean yeah. they, they were like on segunda division until I don't know, I, two, two years seasons ago, yeah. ago? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, man, <laughs> yeah. wait! I mean, I was like, wow, 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 wow. But still, even on you, that ELT uh, match, I I saw positive things from the of young, course, of course, from the young but players. That's a, so, but that's can, the thing is our our team, like you said, the love, the talent level is really even right now. So that, that's yeah. why the matches are going to be so even. We have some Barca resolutions from our Patreon community. So the first one comes from Tom. You know, he says uh, his FC Barcelona resolution is to sign a world-class right back, uh, you know, t- obviously to push that. And I would even say it doesn't have to be world-class for me. I would say an above average left back to push mm-hmm. Alba out because that's the thing is we need competition on this team because that's what's going to push the level of this team. What do you think about Tom's Barca resolution for a world-class right back? I mean, world-class. I mean, that's it's really imp- difficult to well, find. Well, <laughs> mate, well, I mean, it's nice that he is is doing like, I want world-class. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is it is important. And, of course, that uh, rotate players to avoid so many injuries, you know, that, that, that's really an important part of the planification. Yeah, 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 of course. And that's that's the thing, right? World class. And again, this is one of the reasons why Barcelona got into trouble with trying yeah. to find all these world class free agents. And, you know, they just really need to, again, just with your re- resolution with Keep Evolving is keep evolving and finding talent in La Liga that are not superstars, but are trending up to develop them like Pedri, for example. Right. Yeah, yeah. We have another resolution from Carlos who. I had a heated debate today about Sergio Ramos and our Patreon community. What's up? He asked here, he said, to keep incorporating Gabi, Nico, Pedri as the midfield unit and figure out the correct attacking combo with Ferran. So I think that's a yeah, really good thing. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. I mean, I see Gabi, Nico, Pedri, those three names, and I get excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> so, sure. so yes, yes, definitely. Could you read us uh, Mustafa's Barca Yes. Um, he's saying my Barca resolution is for us to beat Madrid both times <laughs> in the league next year. It's been a while since we convincingly defeated them. So, yes, nice. I mean, El Clásico is, is incredible. I mean, it's such a wonderful match to to see, to be there. So, so yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. We have not fared well recently against Madrid. You know, they've beaten us, uh, I think it's two out of last time or maybe three times. I mean, I've lost count now. But yes, uh, the first goal, you know, obviously I think Xavi is going to bring that importance to the Classico and that urgency yeah. to the Classico that I think maybe we were lacking under Kuman, especially maybe Setien before that. So uh, I think that those are some good resolutions. Uh, speaking of Madrid... Speaking off. <laughs> let's 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 finish off the podcast with it. I mean, to me, Mariana. I mean, obviously, with all the the news and the drama of the men's team, great. You know, I that keeps me involved. But really, the joy, the crown jewel of this year has been the feminine. Uh, when I had um, Jose Morataya from the LA Pena last week, he was telling us that they always do a new scarf. You know, they do a new scarf every year, and okay. this year they they incorporated they put the feminine triplete in their scarf, which nice. I thought was really awesome, right? The feminine, Mariana, again, I put this in our notes. They haven't lost since June 1st. Yo flipo. <sighs> I, I flip out of that. Like, that's incredible. Also, more than 100 goals scored. And most importantly, Mariana, only allowing, I think, four goals or five yeah. goals. It's... <laughs> I mean, the the theme with FC Barcelona Femini is that they are really out of the way here. I mean, they are uh, when I when I watch the Femini on the Cruyff, they all they always win, but they don't always win like two one. No. no, it's like five zero. <laughs> I mean, it's like I I, I never seen those girls lo losing. So I mean, yeah. So they're incredible. Um, something really important happened this year, and we need to talk about Alessia Putellas winning yeah. Ballon d'Or. I mean, that changed so much. I mean, she, she was like having, I don't know, like half a million followers on Instagram, and now she's like, I don't know, more than one million. Now she's on so many um Comerciales, advertisements. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's so important what this girl just did because she is like the second Spanish to win a Ballon de Oro. So, the, the first one was Luis Suarez, who was also an Spanish. Yeah. So, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. That, of course, puts the team even ab above that. <laughs> so, above everything. So, yes, I mean, to me, they're, of course, winning again La Liga y La Primera Iberdrola. To me, they're winning Copa de la Reina, the Queen's Cup. Yeah. And champions, I mean, they, they have, of course, all the possibilities in the world to win again. But, yes, in Champions League, there's a lot of teams that can, that can fight. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I mean, man, I would love it if they want to triplet that back to back. I think for me, that would be not only an amazing accomplishment, but also just put the women's team even further. Yeah. You know, they were talking, Mariana, I don't know if you saw this in the news that, you know, for the Clasico against the Real Madrid women's team to play at the Camp No for the yeah. Champions League, right? Wouldn't that well, be awesome? Yes, yes, yes. I hope, <laughs> I, I really hope that. I really do. I mean, they just, you know, they they won again, I think it was yesterday, 7 nothing against the, the Madrid club. Not Real Madrid, but another Madrid club. And Mariana, like you said, it wasn't just 2 nothing. It's like 4 nothing in 30 minutes. And yeah. these are golazos. Like, did you see the highlights of them are just incredible. As watch, like, not only I love to play, I love to watch. Just seeing the talent and the way they play together. They are better 
than they were last year. I think yes. they're, I mean, they are better they're... every match. Yeah. They, they are, con they're constantly getting better. It's incredible. It's, it's all incredible. But I think it's incredible too. two things, new coach and also new team, essentially. They really yeah. recycled the team and improved it. Like for example, Oshwala is not even playing right now and they're still mm -hmm. scoring all these goals. You know, you bring her in the fold, you take her the rotation. It's crazy. I mean, I, I can't get enough of this team. The, I, and I and it, like just like you talked about your resolution of keep evolving. I really hope they keep pushing and pushing to get more people involved to watch the feminine uh, because I think it's just such a great product and they're such a great team. Uh, Mariana, let's finish off. We have one last Patreon question before I let you go for the holidays. Tom was on. <laughs> Tom was on fire. You know, Tom has yeah. been part of our Patreon community for a while. And he messaged me because he wasn't in our WhatsApp group. Oh. And after the couple weeks ago, he goes, he messaged me, he goes, what's the link to the WhatsApp? I need a Barca Talk support group. <laughs> 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 and so he came into the fold in our WhatsApp group, you know, he was, a, and he has been an active member. I mean, just alone today, he he sent us a bunch of questions and he's going to finish off the, the episode. Okay, uh, nice. You know, I mean, and, and his I'm question is, yeah, yeah his, his question is very simply, yeah. who is Barca's Santa Claus? Laporta or Xavi? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, and he goes further. I, I just love, it. yeah, it was Kuman the Grinch. That's his brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, definitely. <laughs> um, I mean, if Santa Laporta gave Xavi everything he wanted for Christmas, should Xavi have put a right back on his letter to Santa or another center back? I mean, who is Santa Claus? Oof, yeah. I think. Well, I think um, Laporta because Laporta is the one who can who can say I put my money right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one who's like that, that, that final, you know, like that's, this is what we're going to do. I mean, Xavi, he's like the kid writing his wish list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, yes, I think Laporta La is Barça Santa Claus in a... <laughs> in a in un mundo paralelo. <laughs> I wish, I just wish that Santa Laporta would have just hired Xavi at the beginning of the season. And I yeah. think, because we would have had these feelings right now that we're having right now in October, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like trending up and seeing the team and going like that. That's, that's the only thing I'm still not upset. I'm just annoyed by, by that, but Hey, it's going to be a new year. And I'm excited to see what this team, this really young team can do. Uh, Mariana, it's been a great season. Uh, we will talk soon. Uh, Merry Christmas, and I hope you stay safe. Merry Christmas. And we will talk to each other soon. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas to our Patreon community. And I just really love to be part of this support group myself. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. Like today, for example, you know, on Thursday, we had a, such a big, I don't know if you saw today, we had this yeah. big debate about Sergio Ramos. Yeah, is I was he, reading a little bit. Oh, my God. Is he a world-class defender? And Carlos almost gave me a heart attack three times in the chat towards me. But we, I think we, we finally cleared it up. So... Uh, Mariana, thanks for always uh, participating and sharing your pictures when you go to the match. Uh, hopefully, we'll see each other soon in person. I'm trying Yay. to, obviously, with COVID and stuff, but it's been a great season, Mariana. And like I said, stay safe and we'll see each other soon. Hasta luego. Bye bye. Podcast Network.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 